In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Last Saturday, Deacon Tristan, Seminarian EJ, and I were on the front porch of Frankie's down the street to watch the lighting of the Natchez Christmas tree. I told them that Natchez really is small-town America because how many towns in the United States do you have the mayor conducting Christmas carols on a Saturday night in the town square? And then you have me on my phone making the church bells ring right when the tree is lit. So for the world, Christmas is in full swing. For us, of course, in the Catholic Church, we're beginning Advent, which, while not being a penitential season like Lent, isn't quite full-scale Christmas just yet. We're waiting for something. We're looking for something. And of course, we're no longer waiting for the literal coming of the Messiah, like the Jews were 2,000 years ago. Now we are waiting for his return. So the early parts of this season always focus on the end times, much as we have for the past few weeks in the readings, especially at Daily Mass. And one of the songs that people start to play a lot this time of year is that absolutely terrible song, Mary Did You Know. We will not be having that song at the Basilica this year. It's a ridiculous song because if literally anyone in the entire cosmos knew it was Mary, she had an angel speak to her. Now we Catholics, of course, tend to focus on Mary's response to that angel. We call it her fiat, her yes. It's an emphatic yes. Mary isn't agreeing to the angel's word because she feels pressured or because she's being bribed or because she has any sort of guilt. Mary understands that when the call of God comes, you respond, and you respond with eagerness. Our faith is one of action, not of ideas. I said that two weeks ago. All of us, however, have received a call from God. The church speaks of a universal call to holiness. So we have all been called. Every one of us, we have been called to become holy, to be saints. And though the attitude of the Christian to the call of holiness should be one of eagerness, usually that isn't the case. Usually, our response to this call falls into one of three categories. So some of us are slothful and apathetic. God is calling us to something better in our life to a higher form of existence. And we're just plain lazy sometimes. You can imagine if someone called you and they said that they wanted to take you to this really expensive restaurant and get all sorts of courses and get this expensive wine and they wanted to pay for it all for you and you're just laying on the couch, eating a bag of Cheetos, flipping through Netflix, and it sounds nice to you, but you gotta get up, you gotta get dressed, you have to comb your hair, And it's all just too much work to do in the evening. So that's sometimes how we respond to God. Sometimes we feel like we're being called to do something great, to put a bit more effort in, and we know that if we did, that in the end things would be better for us. But we just can't get the motivation. So that's one group. Others will even respond with resentment sometimes. You think about when you were a kid and your mom told you that you had to come inside and you just started whining, why mom? Everyone else gets to stay outside. And sometimes that's how we respond to God. We know that we have to be at Mass every Sunday. We know that we need to stop doing this particular sin, but everyone else seems to be doing it. 
Everyone else seems to skip Mass every now and then. Why do I have to be the one to respond? So we get resentful. And we act like it really isn't our problem. But most of the time, the response to the call of God is fear. Fear that we're going to mess up. Fear that if we did what God is asking of us, it's going to be terrible. God is going to take that little bit of my life that I enjoy, and he's going to ruin it for me. If you remember two weeks ago, I commented that the opposite of faith isn't doubt, it's fear. Mary, when she first hears the angel, she has all sorts of questions, right? She doesn't understand how this is possible. But she does have faith that it can be possible if God is asking it of her. And faith doesn't take away the difficulty for Mary. We, we, We tend to think it does because Mary is sinless and we aren't. But just think about the patronal title of this parish, Our Lady of Sorrows. Mary's life was filled with difficulties, but it was her faith that brought her through them, not her understanding. The problem for most of us is that when we feel this initial pull to do the right thing, to respond to the workings of the Holy Spirit within us, we get shut down by one of these three reasons. Psychologists talk about what they call the bystander effect. An individual's likeliness to help someone in need decreases significantly as the number of bystanders increase. So think about if someone came and knocked on your front door and they said that they and their children were starving and they needed food. You probably have a decent likelihood to respond to that. And you're going to go find something in your fridge and you're going to give it to them. But if you drive over to the Chevron, right, and someone comes up to you while you're pumping your gas and they say the same exact thing, you're probably not going to respond the same way. So what ends up happening is that since we see everyone around us isn't responding, everyone else isn't doing what they should be doing, we start to push the responsibility off on everyone else. People are always waiting for someone else to do something. Well, what if that somebody else is you? You think about it. We can come up with all sorts of excuses. If we had a better pope, then I would be a better Catholic. If our parish was more welcoming, then maybe I would come to Mass more. If I was raised in a better family, I would be a saint. If I had this opportunity or this job or this gift, then I would be a saint, right? We're always pushing the responsibility onto someone else. It's never our fault. It's never our job to be the one who decides to make the right call. You know, that's the reason why when something terrible happens today, we have all sorts of footage of it. Because our initial reaction now, when we see something bad happening, is to take our phone out and to make a video of it. Because that video is going to get so many hits on our Facebook and our Instagram and our Snapchat or whatever it is. So we have things like the George Floyd incident a few years ago, right? And everyone is pointing all these fingers at the police officers, and yet we have two dozen angles of footage, right? We have more angles of footage than we can watch Derek Carr screw up on football, right? of someone literally being killed because everyone had their phone out. But no one thought it was their responsibility to do anything. It was someone else's job, someone else's fault, the bystander effect. So whether it's fear, whether it's laziness, whether it's the whole world is against you and everyone is mad at you, everyone hates me, 
we always have some excuse. Some excuse to push the responsibility onto someone else. Well, at some point in our lives, we have to resume responsibility for our own salvation. For our lives. To realize that we are the someone else. And that is really the point of the Advent season. Advent has this New Year feel to it in the church. Everyone gets to start all fresh now. So maybe you haven't done the best job at being a Catholic the past few months. Okay, start today. We're 21 days away from Christmas. And maybe that doesn't seem like a lot, but just think about what could happen in 21 days. People's entire lives can be changed in that sort of time. People can meet the one. They can get engaged. That's going to happen a lot in the next 21 days. They can get married, they can get a new job, they can graduate from college, they can lose their job. They can lose a spouse, a child, their house. There's all sorts of tragedies that could happen. Your entire life could irrevocably change before Christmas. It's not impossible. For some people, it will. So why don't you at least try to change yourself? That's what Christ is telling us in the gospel today. Be watchful. Be alert. You do not know when the time will come. I can promise you that at some point, probably several times in the next 21 days, God is going to ask you to make a good decision. Watch for those moments. The person who needs to respond to those moments isn't someone else. It's you. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.